There we go. I like that. All right. All right. And away we go. Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm. Damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk. Skim milk. Medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Hi, and welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a film has gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Harris Herbert Taylor, and my forever wedding guest, or wedding guest partner, my plus one, David William Rogers. Hello to you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> do you have your top hat handy? I do have my top hat and Fantabulous. my white shirt for the rain. Fantabulous. <laughs> and I have a dress that's open at the back and you can see my blue undies as I walk down mm. the aisle to get someone married. Uh, David, with those little clues and the fact that you yes. can fully tell what movie we're doing by the <laughs> name of this podcast, uh, what is the film we are doing today? We are doing four weddings and a funeral 1994 directed by mike newell and writing credits go to richard curtis Mm -hmm. stars hugh grant james fleet simon callow um and then andy mcdowell who's Mm -hmm. very 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 pretty kristen Mm -hmm. scott thomas also very pretty yes Mm -hmm. yes she is and i had never seen this before and watching this i was like oh i know that person oh i know that person yeah, it's Ooh, got some British know. royalty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not yeah. just not just the prince, right? Not just the, the prince, end. although he does make a very brief yeah, appe- appearance at the end. Um, <laughs> so you'd never seen this film? No, nope. I was thinking this was Death at a Funeral, which was also a also British movie, a right? Movie. And then was remade with a American, American version, which was yeah. hilarious. So well, the- I was like, wait a minute, this ain't that the british version of death at a funeral is definitely something we should do as well it's very hilarious but yes. no this is I the i thought it was that but yeah this is no Hugh grant this... being just that guy that all the women love and want to see right. and little dopey and ha <laughs> i'm hugh I'm, grant i am totally grant. totally adorable and i don't do anything <laughs> wrong so i believe this was hugh grant's first film actually and the oh, way really? he got this part I just read today was that he wasn't the first choice. So he actually sent in a real video of himself at his brother's wedding, giving a, giving a speech and just like absolutely roasting the shit out of like the groom. And they were like, he's perfect for this film. Cause it's a very like awkward, you know, wedding movie. But before we get into it, we do have a fantastic guest joining us today who I cannot wait to introduce you guys to Jonathan Easley. Hello and welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. We're going to jump into Jonathan's bio in a second. David, I think it's my turn to do this or is it your turn to do the synopsis? All right. So, so yeah. So synopsis, let's get into it. So you got Hugh Grant, plays Charles and his group of friends who are horribly notorious, it seems like, for always being late to every wedding. They wake up and it's Hugh Grant and what is her name? Charlotte Coleman um, in their roomies. And they're always running against the clock. Oh, shit. What time is it? What time is it? Let's take my car. Let's take this car. Let's get out of here. Trying to rush to these weddings. They show up like right in the nick of time. And you kind of feel that anxiety of trying to get to that big day. Being a wedding guest, I'm sure both of you have gone to multiple weddings Mm -hmm. in your time. But yeah, their whole group of friends are all singles trying to find love, trying to find marriage. Um, At one point, they're at a wedding 
for I believe it's Andy McDowell and I forget the guy's name. Um, he's the one that passed away. Gareth, the Simon Cal- Callow. Is that his name? Oh yeah, the, did he? He died Garrett. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he died Simon, in the movie. Simon Callow, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So Simon's character he passes away at Andy McDowell's actual wedding mm-hmm. and but he gave this great speech like hey let's all go out let's drink some champagne we're all going to find love and through that after that takes off um like charlotte character finds like a a hubby from the states and then you get chris and scott thomas who plays fiona she gives her she says how she loved hugh grant her whole life basically and expresses that so that's a little odd tension but they all kind of find people throughout this movie um hugh grant is going to marry Duckface, which is one of his ex-girlfriends <laughs> such a mean <laughs> nickname for yeah, it is. and on his wedding day um andy shows up and is like yeah me and old boy are no longer together he talks to his brother David, who um, is signing because he's deaf in ASL, gets the whole wedding to stop, says, like, you don't really love her. You love someone else. He admits it right there on the stand. Not the stand, but getting <laughs> married. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, finds Andy comes back to him. And they're great rain scene uh, with him, Hugh Grant, in a white shirt. And they fall in love and, and they go forward and they end up together. Yeah, it's really basically nice. a movie about four weddings and a funeral. Would you mm-hmm. say that's accurate? That is accurate. Great. Okay. Well, yes, loved you diving into it. So we're going to talk about the film. But before we do, Jonathan is here. And Jonathan, the reason I suggested this film is because Madame Andy McDowell is in it, right? And you just met her because you wrote a movie called Red Right Hand. Um, which just finished shooting, I believe, right? It, it, it will be wrapped by the time. Okay. So, good, so the movie yeah. wrapped. It's wrapped. The movie wrapped. Mm-hmm. So the movie wrapped, yes. But you got to go out to set mm-hmm. to see it happening and you got to meet Andy, right? I think you said we had a coffee recently and you said that she was pretty much in all the scenes when you were there, yeah. right? It was like yeah. a big Andy scene. Mm-hmm. So tell us, so you're a writer, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you randomly come to be writing movies starring elf sexy man Orlando Bloom and <laughs> Four Weddings and a Funeral goddess Andy McDowell. So how did that all happen? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's a little surreal for me still. Um, I was a journalist for the last 10 years in Washington, D.C., uh, just covering national politics, the uh, Obama years and then the Trump years. And uh, sort of on the side, I was just writing scripts because I've always loved movies and wanted to write creatively. Um, and Red Right Hand is the first one I wrote. Uh, it did pretty well in some uh, amateur contests. It was placed in the Academy Nickel Fellowship, uh, got on the blacklist. My managers who are producers found it through that and it's been about of a seven year journey to, to getting it made uh, from there. Somehow uh, all the pieces fell into place. Uh, the Nelms brothers who directed Small Town Crime and Fat Man uh, got on board, so they're directing it. Uh, Orlando Bloom got on board for the for the lead role, and then Andy McDowell fell into place, and she's actually going to be playing uh, a part that is completely opposite of what you saw from her in Four Weddings and a Funeral, and probably from what you've seen from her in, in most movies. Uh, she's going to be playing an extremely uh, cruel and dark-hearted, sadistic mountain queenpin um, who okay. who runs this uh, this little town. Uh, in in rural Kentucky, where they're 
where they're filming. So uh, she she's from South Carolina originally, so she doesn't have to do, worry about uh, the accent is there. She's just got that Southern, really mesmerizing Southern accent. But uh, yeah, she's going to play a, a cruel villain um, in this one. So it's going to be, I think, fun Which to I'm see. I'm sure is very, very fun for her. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She was talking about how excited she was. I mean, you know, frankly, you know, she's she's in her early 60s now. And she was talking about how it's it becomes more difficult uh, to, to find good roles for women, uh, you know, as they age through Hollywood. So I think she was, she's pretty excited that, about this one. Yeah. That's really fascinating because I do feel like I think it used to be so challenging once women sort of stopped being like so sexy and stuff I think there is a new wave of appreciation for older women characters right like I see I don't know I'm trying to think of a good example of like a film I've seen recently but like I do feel like the industry is is changing a little bit right yeah hopefully I mean just to be yeah more more representative of you know people of different races people of different ages all that all that thing I think there's there's probably some I mean just watching Ozark now there was there was a older woman who played kind of a queen pin character and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully it's trending in that direction. So what was it like? Tell us about what it was like being on set. I mean, you sent me a couple pictures cuz we're buddies and I there was a a seat with your name on it. That must have been totally crazy. <laughs> and you walk in and they're like, "Oh, this is the writer." And you're just like, "This is weird. I was imagining this movie in my head in my bedroom. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had never been on a movie set before. So I just showed up. I mean, they, they were really cool. You know, like you said, they had got a, a chair with my name on it. I don't know that I needed like all that or whatever, but uh, <laughs> it was totally surreal to see. I, I mean, I had never seen anyone speak the lines that I wrote, you know, so it was it was like seeing that for the first time. I mean, I was on the verge of panic attacks almost the whole time and then it was just like oh well these are professionals they know what they're doing they you know they're it sounds great coming out of their mouths you know to see it it's so crazy to see to see them acting it out in front of you and then the way that it looks sort of like on the screen and everything like that so um yeah did anything surprise you did anybody like shock you like oh i didn't write it with that in mind but the way the actor read that line with that emotion was there any of that that kind of yeah. surprised you oh absolutely absolutely i mean when you're re- when you're you know writing these things they they exist in your head and you you know you speak them out loud to yourselves but then you see like orlando and andy you know putting putting their spin on it and you just like wonder there's different ways they could go they could they could be just you know just like chewing up the scenery and going over the top or they could be like drawing back and, and it's just interesting to see, interesting to see the, the the times when they decide to sort of like draw back be a little bit more internal or deliver a line in a certain way and maybe you know it just depends on sometimes you know what what they're feeling that day or what, what they think the character might do it's just it's it's fascinating to see that yeah to see it play out like that and it's i mean you can you can uh some of the things you write and then you show up and you're just like oh wow the set looks exactly how i imagine and then other yeah. things it's it's nothing you know, like you imagine, but it, it still looks like it's going to work, uh, you know, or whatever, but it, it depends on, you know, the budget that they have for these certain scenes or, you know, what, what they're able to get for the set. A lot of different filters Mm -hmm. coming from your mind through directors, producers, actors, uh, budgets. Yeah. And they're massive collaborations too, with just all the, the crew working behind the scenes on the um, the, the costumes and the just and how it ends up looking on on that front and everything like that. I mean, that was one of the big ones. Kind of, I was picturing more of sort of a uh, a country western like cowboy thing, and they went with sort of a more of a uh, like 
rundown middle America, like modern look. So it's just it, like all these things. It just, it's a huge collaboration, like you said, filtered through a bunch of different minds, very creative people. And it's just, yeah, it's exciting to see it all come it together. It is like exciting. That. Seven it's years crazy. too in the making. And it's, that's, yeah, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, writing is, I think you've also had such a unique journey. We've had this discussion before, uh, you know, and it's like, it's you've kind of sort of accelerated in some ways, right? Like people come out to LA, they're like, I'm going to be a writer. You kind of got very lucky, like landing on a couple of these lists, but it's partly luck. It's partly talent. It's partly timing. I don't know. It's, it's mm-hmm. people, you know, you kind of wrote something that really fit into the marketplace. Um, so what would you say? Like if you had some advice for people who are maybe sitting in DC or somewhere equally, you know, far away from Hollywood for writing, what do you think, you know, what do you do that sets you up for success for creating a great story? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, if you do the work, um, I, I think the, like what, what I tell, I've had a few people call from Washington to ask me, you know, what, oh, wow. and what I tell them, <laughs> I mean, you, you meant, you mentioned luck. I mean, like that is, that's a lot of it. It's like luck and timing. Like I feel extremely fortunate that my, like my first one's getting off the ground. Um, and it's just about the right people finding it. And then all these pieces mm-hmm. falling into place. It's, it's a miracle that any of these movies get made ever. I mean, we're talking about four weddings and a funeral. And this movie had no budget and kept its, it, it looks like during the, the production process, financing fall through and all, and all these things. They went through like 70 actors before they got to Hugh Grant. You know, it's just like all mm-hmm. these things, you know, uh, like conspire to either sink a project or to make it work. And so it's hard to get anything done, much less something good. Um, so just, you know, you know, you just got to kind of make your own luck and do the work kind of thing. But also like, I think you just have to be at peace with the fact that it might take a lot longer than whatever your timeline is. Um, cause I did not, <laughs> I, I like, you know, like if you had told me when I wrote it and I was getting all this, you know, heat from people reaching out because it was doing well on these lists and in these competitions. And I was like, this is happening. It's happening for me. This is awesome. You know? And then cut to, you know, it was, uh, six years later when I was finally able to like make the leap and come out to LA and it seemed like it was getting off the ground or whatever. So even if, even if it's like all setting up for you to, to happen, it's no, you know, nobody's on your timeline. It's going to probably take longer than you expect. So just, there's no guarantees. So how did it end up getting into someone's hands? That's like, all right, we got this now. Let's go ahead. Was it sitting, like you said, it made that, it made the blacklist and then did someone be like, take it or buy a option or the right to it. And then, sat it away for a little bit. How did that come about? I, so this is another, I think, example of just how like luck is a little bit involved. I'm, <laughs> my, the, the guys that are managing me right now, they, they um, run Traction Pictures. Uh, they, they found it on the blacklist in 20, uh, 2015 or 2016. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, yeah. For the people that don't know, what is the blacklist? Quickly, just to give back Oh, yeah, story. sure. So uh, I, I submitted it to this thing, the Academy Nickel Fellowship, and it was a... Uh, they put all the semifinalists on on the blacklist, which is just a, a, a website that that promotes uh, emerging writers and emerging scripts. That they you know they send it out to people in the industry, and you know if it if it gets noticed on there, you know it gets blasted out to a bunch of people in the industry, um, and just gets in in the hands of of the gatekeepers, uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess. So that's how my managers found it. At the time, they weren't really anyone in in Hollywood. They had just showed up out in Hollywood and wanted to be producers. Uh, they had some contacts. They were just starting to, to produce 
uh, some movies, and they were just committed to getting this one done from the start. They just like mm-hmm. you know resonated with them. They loved it. Wanted this one to be sort of like their their big first thing or whatever. And um, so they they you know they they've just been working to get this made for for a few years. They finally made uh, some connections with. Uh, with some producers at Thunder Road who did mm-hmm. uh, the John Wick movies and Sicario and uh, The Town. And those uh, some producers there uh, got on board. They had some directors they wanted to work with and the directors got on board. So it's just like, it's just like one domino falls yeah. and you need the, the rest to fall. And it's just, it's about getting, having people on board that are committed to Yeah. And it's about relationships too, right? Like those guys made those connects. And again, I think it boils down to talent does rise to the top. And even if you're someone that's completely unknown sitting in your bedroom in Washington, DC, like clearly the script speaks for itself. Or there's something about it that really drew people to, to attach and give their time to it. Right. Uh, Well, thank you. Yeah, I I hope so. And I think so. (laughs) As I was, you know, being new to this, especially you always feel like, Oh my God, they're going to find out that you know, I'm a fake. Yeah, I'm a fake or whatever. <laughs> but I mean, that's, I don't know, maybe that never goes away or whatever, but uh, I don't think all, it does. It's the yeah. imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. But all, you know, all these people thought that it was, it was worth making it. So that, yeah, that sort of told me that I was sort of on the, on the right track and made me feel well, good David and I cannot wait to come to the premiere. We assume we're invited since we had that one wonderful Catan night where uh, David beat us all and Corbin uh, tried to give everybody sheep. Uh, <laughs> we referenced this in the last episode too. I swear we do other things, but just this one night, yeah. I, like I literally cannot overestimate how much sheep was in the mix in play and how nobody wanted it. But it was great. <laughs> but okay, that's so awesome. Well, let's turn now to the to the film that we chose. So I think Jonathan, you had also not seen it. Is that correct? I hadn't seen it. Yeah, no, not until this. Wow, week. I feel. This like never happens because David has seen a lot more movies than me, I feel like. And also, Jonathan, I mean, I'm looking at you through the screen and you clearly are a film dork with all of your DVDs behind you. Oh, yeah. Well, so... the DVDs are down low. These are actually CDs. Oh. I thought those were CDs at first, too. Wow. Yeah, right. Old yeah, school. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I'm a bit of a CD fetishist. But yeah, I've okay. seen a lot of movies. There. <laughs> Do you have like a six disc CD changer or is it just one by one? No, it's one by one. It's one by one. Oh wow, you're that. real. Is it a, is it a disc man? Like, no, I, I actually got a new stereo over there with just a one CD thing. But mostly, I take them in my car with me. I just play them in the car, like to drive around. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, like I didn't that. realize. I didn't I realize we'd come. That come so far from you know like i know people have record players and they're all <laughs> annoying about vinyl but like i didn't realize cds were going to have their moment but here's jonathan easily just yeah. Uh, yeah. leading the trail okay so this yeah so this never happens i feel like my movie tastes tend to be more of the like you know teen shit from the 2000s because i grew up watching that so for the fact that i was the one that made you guys watch this film i feel truly honored so first initial thoughts uh david what was your impression after watching this film i mean rom-com right Mm -hmm. i did like the tight nip tight nip Oh my god. Nip it nip it. I've been up since five o'clock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the I like the tight group of friends in this, mm-hmm. right? I loved how they all cared about each other. It kinda lot. reminded they, me of our group of friends, right? David. They all give each other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like funny individuals that all kind of mesh together. So mm-hmm. I really that part stuck out to me. Um on the other side it felt a little bit like it jumped forward quite Too a bit times. at points. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, where are we? Wait. Now he's marrying Duckface. So that part is the only thing that kind of like really stuck out to me. Yeah. 
Um, obviously not too many minorities. I don't think they have those in the UK. Maybe <laughs> they, at had that one, time. they had one. They had one second the of a black guy at yeah, a wedding. He was clapping wedding. or something. Great yeah. role for him. Great, great. Role. So diverse. Love yeah. that journey for him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I thought the casting was really good. I loved all the different characters in that friend group, and then mm-hmm. Andy. She's just like makes your heart melt. I love her yeah. in Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited film. to see this movie. Just uh, Jonathan, how you set it up, just where they're shooting and if she's like some sort of crime boss or like just some lady running shit. It sounds like a fantastic movie. Yeah, we'll so have to, we'll have, to, to have you that. on again when it comes out mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it. But yeah, so yeah, Jonathan... I, I, I like this movie overall. So like yeah. for that good, feel, good vibe kind of feel. Yeah. Okay, well, Jonathan... It's funny because you know Andy now. So what was your initial like feeling after watching the film? Uh, well, so, I mean, this was a blind spot for me, too, because, I, I mean, I, was, I guess, so 94, um, you know, I'm like a young teen, not doing the rom-coms that much, I guess. So probably all these rom-coms from that era are just like a blind spot for me. I, I mean, I really, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun, fun to see, like... Um, uh, I mean, the, the big breakout star of this movie, obviously, was Hugh Grant, because I think mm-hmm. this just sent him into, like, international superstardom. He became, American. like, the he became like the foppish, like, yeah. heartthrob. Because then if you think about, like, other movies he's done, like Notting Hill, and he just... I mean, even um, Love Actually, I could see a bit of that character in this guy, you know, when he was a bit foppish. Yeah. He yeah. recently did that show on HBO with Nicole yes. Kidman. Oh, that was he fucked was the up. Bad guy. He was he the killer. Really, Spoiler. He did really well in that. But yeah, to your point, that propelled him. This was nominated for Best Picture, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It won a and bunch of BAFTAs. It won. It won like the Fre- French version of the Oscars as well, okay. which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the BAFTA. Mm-hmm. Oh no, the French version. The BAFTA oh, is the gotcha. British, version. British version. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the British. It's called a César. Yeah. Oh, César. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, <pretty laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, not what Notting Hill and Love Actually. Those are all written by the same guy too. Yeah, Richard Curtis. Yeah, Richard right? Curtis. So he was like found his muse in Hugh Grant, I guess, and Hugh Grant mm. just leaned into that like manic, bumbling British charmer <laughs> guy yeah. Yeah. he's like i see a gap in the market here i will be this yeah, guy. yeah he filled it he knocked it out of the park yeah yeah well let's talk about okay so let's talk about the film let's dive in so something that stood out to me so obviously none of us are married right so but we all have attended a lot of weddings um i well first of all you know it's the 90s so no one's like filming on their fucking cameras like holding up their phones but i did have to laugh like I have been to one British wedding. Have you guys been to any British weddings before? Mm-mm. No. Okay. I went to my one of my oldest friend in the world, Natalie's British wedding, and it took place in a church very similar to like one of the churches in this thing. And everybody wore the long tailcoat jackets and like hats. And I didn't have a hat because like I'm a fucking heathen, you know, and I come. <laughs> I guess that's like a very British thing. Like it just felt very like traditional the way that they were all in churches and like the dresses were so specific. I mean, even take the like 90s dress code out of it. I just think it's so interesting to see. Yeah, like the traditionalness. I feel like weddings in California are not like this, right? Yeah. Birkenstocks. Yeah. <laughs> Birkenstocks. In, in, uh, in linen. But uh, there's also one that was Scottish or was it? Yep, the mm. Scottish wedding. Yeah, the kilts. Kilts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, that wasn't shot in Scotland because they had no budget for it. And they told the extras to bring their own suits. That yes. was a fun fact I read online today. So 
Yeah. yeah. Well, the first time you see Andy McDowell, you don't even really see her face because she's got this giant, like, giant Kentucky hat. Derby hat on. Um, but, yeah, I guess the movie was, like, a bit, it was such a, like, cultural smash that, like, it was, like, influenced, you know, like, well, first of all, a whole generation of rom-coms, but then just, like, the style or whatever, uh-huh. you know, I think it was, like, kind of like what you saw with Jennifer Aniston's hair and, like, women were going out and getting mm-hmm. that. I think guys were doing the Hugh Grant, whatever, <laughs> like, hair, hair kind of thing. Funny. And, uh, yeah, those hats and those ta- those tuxedos with the tails, like, I don't know, well, that's the fun thing about these, like, about the Brits, and you know, they're just, like, a little more sophisticated or with their you know like traditional uh, traditional yeah Yeah, stick to yeah 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 like even uh, so okay so let's back up to the film so the the first time that Hugh and Andy's characters meet so Charles and Carrie they meet at the first wedding and she actually says to him like the the bride and groom didn't kiss and she's like bringing it up and that's how they end up kissing it becomes a little seductive so I guess is that kind of traditional like to not kiss in in british weddings and churches like that's so in american movies you are officially not married until you kiss right right? like not really in legal terms but i just think that's funny they're kind of like holding hands and it's very stiff i don't know but that's weird because we had a lot of influence from great britain right Mm -hmm. in the states so you think those traditions would have came over especially a part of christianity well, I feel like all the Puritans came over here to America, but still, we're the heathens that kiss in the kiss in the churches. Exactly. So, Ugh. What, kissing in front of your grandma? There. What the fuck? It's church so, time. So the first wedding's kind of hilarious, and I feel like we spend a lot of time in the first wedding because it sets up the entire film. And I did laugh pretty hard. There's a bridesmaid that's like, I was told I'd get like so much dick or she doesn't say that but like so many options like by being a bridesmaid and then there's this like other guy sitting next to her and he's like well what about us and she's like don't be stupid and then they end up making out really hard and then that's the second wedding that we get to go Mm -hmm. to right which is funny um when you guys have been to weddings have you found that it's a good place to pick up what is your experience i'm curious you go first (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean like you know, yeah, like the you know, love is in the air kind of thing. Yeah. Everybody's looking, at, everybody's having a good time, whatever. Um, it's a very Hugh Grant answer. <laughs> oh, 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 well, you know. <laughs> very foppish. Yeah, I slept with Are you going to make me go first, then you're going to make fun of my answer? <laughs> All right, let's hear from you. Yeah, David, let's hear your answer. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> Short answer, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is a great spot. Love is in the air. Um, and then you kind of just look at somebody and then your friends are like, yeah, you should go kick with that person. And then their friends are like, yeah, you should go mess with that guy. And then you dance a couple mm-hmm. times and then you hang out and yep. you end up, uh, you know, not well, married, I, but. I don't know if it has more it. to do with love in the air. All the weddings I've been to have been like open bar, you know, good dance floor. So that there may be like an alcohol thing at oh, play. Yeah. Versus I think it's like, all, all of that mixed in. There's yeah. definitely like. And- and the fact that like with Amer- like with weddings and we see it in this film too like she's from America everybody's british there's also that element of like i don't know if i'm ever going to see you again like this could be just like a random like no strings attached yeah, one off type thing especially if it's destination wedding destination if your friends are getting mm-hmm. married a place you don't live and there's a bunch of friends mm-hmm. that they have that you haven't met before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. blah 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 i think it gets different the older you get like the last wedding i went to was at the end of last year. And I feel like almost every single person was already coupled up. There were a few singles 
And I felt bad for them because like it was such slim pickings because, you know, the, the <laughs> further we get into our 30s, it's like the more likely someone. I mean, you might catch someone on the like the divorce train, which would be great because then you've got yeah. like these, you know, options reemerge. But this start going to people's second weddings. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or you become the second wedding. But right. this is this is such a specific time because I feel like these friends are all meant to be in like their late 20s you know, early thirties. Um, well, it's, it's but interesting too. We don't know like anything about this. We don't know like what anyone's job is. We don't know no. how they know each other. We don't know their well, relationship to the, the we do find out that we do find out that they're all university friends. I think at one point there's like one throwaway line. Okay. Okay. And then I read online that there was a whole scene that explained, but of course it got cut. So you're right. Like there's no real, but just to give you guys context, the older guy that ends up dying of a heart attack, I believe, which I don't think you die that quickly, but Simon Cal- uh, yeah. Callow. Yeah. So he was like the university lecturer to all of them. And then he started dating the guy oh, okay. and then they all knew each other. Okay. So That's good context. Yeah. Yeah. But I, they don't really, I think there's, he started dating uh, John Hanna. Yeah. So there's a, there's one scene or there's a couple of lines where it's like, well, after the first wedding, when he's downstairs, Hugh Grant's downstairs and this like totally obnoxious guy, Rupert Van Sittart, playing George the Boar. That's his name, like B-O-O-R. That's his name in the credits. He's like, he went to the, the he went to like school with the groom. And then Hugh Grant's character is like, oh, I knew him from university. Also, that character says that the groom's older brother buggered him senseless, which is anal sex. No, is that not? <laughs> That's. That's I don't know. A good buggering. Buggery. I don't know. So it's like, I think as a foreigner, I just like raised my eyebrows. I was like, oh. Um, but yeah, I think there is a little context clue in there. But yes, you're right. We don't know. They never tell it. Like, it's not important what they do for a living. Yeah. We don't know who's wealthy or who's not. We can kind of tell. There are so. also, there's a couple parts that I was like, what the hell did they just say? And I didn't watch this one on subtitles. Normally I'm pretty good with like the British accent. But there's a couple conversations where I was like, I have no idea what that guy just said to that other person. <laughs> so like, right. I mi- I probably missed a couple things uh, for context because Even I me, didn't know what the hell they were talking. About. A couple weeks ago, Jonathan, we did uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which is like quite a famous Australian film, mm-hmm. and even I had to have the subtitles on because oh, like. Wow. I know I felt like such a liar, but it's just, yeah. I mean, in these quick interactions, you're right. Unless you have, and even if you have the subtitles on, like you have to go Google like buggery. What is that? So wait, was um, Charlotte's character, Scarlett, she was under the table talking to like one of the flower girls and she was like, do you have a boyfriend? And then she's like, oh, I got, I thought she said she might've got buggered. She said she got, no, she she said boinked, 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 yeah. Boinked and okay. And she was a, referring it to like table tennis too yeah i thought her i thought her and the really rich guy would end up we do find out that uh james fleet the actor he plays tom he's kind of the like bumbling dum-dum guy yeah that's the cousin who ends up marrying his first second cousin first yeah he's she just said distance yeah and his sister is fiona played by Kristen scott thomas who is a dame she's such a bad bitch i thought her and hugh grant when she admitted I, that, I was like, yes, let's go. Yeah, I like where yeah. this is going. No. But yeah, so I thought Tom, the bumbling guy, was going to end up with Scarlett. Um, but it was funny that it was funny that none of them ended up together. I feel like in an American movie, like in Friends, everybody would just like end up with one of the friends. But the reality is you do meet people outside the group, right? Yeah. And like, yeah. Wait, that I got to open up my booty sweat from 
Da-nang. Where'd you get that? Oh, Danang. Nice. I got this in Danang. Da- it's actually. Da-nang. Look how American it is with its that red, is. white, and blue. Red, it's white, a seltza. Or this... French. Or French, yeah. Okay, so. Huzzah. So I also thought it was. Okay, this is so 90s, this movie, that Andy McDowell is like the super hot babe, and then they kind of like make Kristen Scott Thomas's character, Fiona, like the not. Like, not as right. hot friend. And then Duckface, who I have to look up this actress's name. I always forget. <laughs> she was, she really was also pretty. super Duck attractive. Face, yeah, yeah. I was like, what do they the call fuck? her? Duckface. What is, yeah, yeah. Like, she, was, she was hot, too. Yeah, she was super attractive. And you know what's so funny is uh, she was also in the British Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth. And I remember watching it, and my mom would always refer to her as Duckface, <laughs> which was obviously a throwback from this movie. So she clearly never... Um, shucked the nickname, you know, <laughs> as an actress. But she was great too. But let's talk about the the gay couple in this. So you have, what's his name, Matthew and Gareth. They're a couple, but it's never like explicitly talked about. And this is obviously pre same sex marriage and marriage equality because they at the end Gareth dies and they introduce. Matthew as his very close friend. Did you guys notice that? Oh, I didn't notice yeah, that. What he's no. giving the speech. And he gives the speech and it's beautiful. Yeah. I've heard it. Really I've actually pretty. looked yeah. up that poem. It's like, mm-hmm. he was my north, my south, my east, my west, my working week and my Sunday best. I got chilled. I just gave myself chills. I think it's mm-hmm. so beautiful, mm-hmm. the sentiment. But yeah, they describe him as the close friend. And then at the end, Hugh Grant like has this revelation and he's like, oh, it turned out we did know a married couple all along. It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Matthew's character gets married at the end to another guy. Mm. They show the pictures. I don't think he gets married. Does he have the there's ring like, or is it just them they're together? Like, they're kissing and there's confetti and they're in suits. So I, I read that as like a New Year's Eve party because I don't think. Well, there was the sequence was everybody's marriage yes, photos. Yes, you're right. Maybe. So, and also, so this is like 1994, like there was not a lot, they didn't, wouldn't just randomly put gay couples in rom-coms mm-hmm. that much. I don't, I don't feel like, and it almost felt like a little bit more progressive. The fact that they mm-hmm. didn't like make a big deal mm-hmm. out of it, you know, it's like the opening yeah, scene, they just showed. normal. Yeah. They just showed the couple sort of like getting ready in the morning and yeah, like, you saying know, goodbye, like, he's eating breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was like a good way to handle it. And maybe they handled it that way because they didn't want to linger. <laughs> On, yeah, the, on the idea of it but I, it like watching it now the fact that they didn't make a big deal out of it feels like but almost still fresh. good that yeah. they included that right because yeah, they didn't have to mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah not like you said not a lot of like racial representation but <laughs> well gay, minorities don't get married <laughs> right. a gay and couple don't... and then also a, a disabled character too with the, uh his brother being deaf yeah although so, yeah. let's talk about that yeah. so hugh grant's character knows ASL or mm-hmm. when it's in England, it's probably it's not BSL. BSL. Okay, I was like gonna say, <laughs> is it really or you're just? I don't know. <laughs> he knows sign language. Um, America, you can't have everything. They're like, oh, do you speak American? No, I speak mm-hmm. sign language. But Hugh Grant is the only one that can speak it, and then that one girl thinks he's really hot, and so she learns it. Yeah. But he's been friends with these people for how long? And they're the only. And I just noted noticed several times. You know, I feel like if we had a deaf friend in the group, you would you would just get into the habit of like speaking out loud and also signing so the person felt included. These kids, they don't know sign language. And how long have they been friends? It just kind of irked me. Yeah, well, is David in that friend group or is he just for the weddings, you mean? For the like, weddings just, to be because his brother's seems like there. like he was in the friend group, but yeah. maybe you're right. He'd seem, he I also did just seem a little bit outside of the yeah. but 
Yeah. Which honestly, I used to live next door to a deaf woman and we would just um, communicate through texting. And I don't know, like, I don't know if you guys saw the sound of metal. Is that what it's called? With oh, right. mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, if you're uh, deaf, you are excluded from a lot of things. And, you know, you're expected to like learn how to lip read and learn how to, uh, some people get cochlear implants. And it's like, we should be better as a society you know learning like we should be inclusive right like it's not just on the person with the disability it's like kind of on us as well otherwise we really are keeping people out which is kind of bullshit yeah yeah and then i mean like you know you can praise the fact that they included him but they did also use it as a gimmick for the last the last scene or for at Hugh Grant's I wedding or whatever. That yeah. was pretty powerful. I love yeah. that part because he was, I mean, take this how you want it, like the voice of reason, right? Um, he was, I found the third thing, which I thought was hilarious when yeah. they were doing it in the back room. He's like, shit, I don't got a third one. Yeah. I was laughing at that. And then he's like, wait, I got the third thing. Well, he's like, just say what I signed. How did he know what the priest was saying? I mean, could he lip read that good? Like the priest wasn't <laughs> signing. Uh, he could have just known where they were at, like while wow, watching it. You know what I mean? He's seen yeah. multiple weddings. Yeah. It's the, it was first a couple minutes in, and he was. He's like, and he, and now. maybe maybe he saw like the pastor or minister or whatever it is, like look over to see if maybe. anybody's gonna speak up, and he was like, "Hold on." I'm just saying. <laughs> I feel like they could have had a sign language. I don't know. Uh, what else stuck out to you guys? I was thinking that the wedding dresses very clearly dated you know they do a wedding dress montage with andy what do they call it starts with an m like dresses they don't like like a a mango or something like that who does they all used it was like somebody had a bad dress on and then hugh grant and andy were talking about it like they call a meringue a a meringue yeah that's you know what a meringue is no i don't know either that's what i'm asking what the fuck are they teaching you in american schools like a bad dress no a meringue oh my god you americans holy shit okay so have you ever seen like isn't that a dessert yes and it's so it's like they're making they're saying it looks like one of those big puffy so in australia we call them pavlovas right which is egg whites and sugar beat together and that's when it makes like kind of the big fluffy yeah okay you know crunchy you, do you know what but I'm weren't about? they yeah. using it negatively because they were like well at least it's not a meringue when no, she's well, trying maybe, on dresses maybe that was like uncool in the 90s to have a meringue dress i feel like those princess dresses have come back into style now okay you know but no it wasn't like god you had me thinking i was like what is he talking about like what word like <laughs> mango <laughs> mango like <laughs> mishmash like, mishmash i don't know uh, yeah no montague the, they did have a they did have a wedding dress montage like so hugh grant like falls in love with andy which i want to talk about in a moment i'm sorry the whole romance thing i know it's a rom-com but please and then she's like they she sees him at the gift buying place the registry i guess you call it and then she's like do you have a minute and she goes and like tries on wedding dresses and has him watch and i'm like do you not have any friends like where are your friends seriously probably in the states so buy a dress in the states she's she's getting married to the old chap i will say well we're talking about like the women's dresses so hugh grant in that scene is wearing like the most 90s shirt ever. It's like a flowing <laughs> uh, button up, kind of like paisley flower long sleeve mm-hmm. that he's got rolled up. And I want that shirt so <laughs> bad. 
It find is a, it. It's such a cool 90s shirt. And it's come back into fashion. Yeah, show. But you yeah. can only I'm wear sure it you if you unbutton that. it all the way down to like where your nipples are. <laughs> right, like right. that level. Right. Yeah, and you have to have a smooth chest too. Um, okay, so let's talk about the romance between Andy and Hugh Grant. Do you think that you would walk away from a marriage, a relationship of over... Well, they dated before and then it's like 10 months later and we're at his wedding. Which, first of all, sorry, let's backtrack. Everybody's been getting engaged and married way too quickly. Yeah. Like the, the second wedding occurs three months after the first wedding. Those people are just making out at that wedding. So did they decide to get married in like two and a half months, two months, one month? Like, what's the timeline here? Uh, I think so. It seems like for what they gave us. Yeah. No, the f- no, the, sec- like the, the second, second couple, the cu- the making met. out, the couple oh, that has okay. sex in the bed, and he accidentally yeah. stays in the room. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> like it says, three months three later. Three months later. And, and then yeah. even Duckface, it's like ten months later. I'm like ten months. Like people are engaged for like eighteen months nowadays. And I feel like Andy was listing off her rap sheet, which I wanted to ask you guys both about her her kill list, and she was like thirty two. <laughs> Or 33, and he's like, wait, so I'm 34? She banged Hugh Grant before she had sex with the fiancé? So she met him after, and they were engaged within a few months? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying, like the bouncing around. So, Or was she engaged, well, and she never she, they never slept together, and she slept with Hugh Grant? Well, she slept with Hugh Grant at the first wedding. and then Which was, was months. Before, so how many okay. months before that It was only three, wedding? when she, when she see, sees him... It was three months later, and she's like, I'm engaged. This is my fiancé. Okay, okay. Yeah, everyone's getting engaged way too quickly. Way too soon. Like, guy was pretty old, though, so I don't know what yeah, his sex drive this... was. But, like, but well, here's here's, <laughs> yeah. the, here's the question, though. So, Andy McDowell invited Hugh Grant, her fling from a wedding, to her own wedding? <laughs> yeah. Would you do that? Then, Would you invite a wedding no. fling to your, own, to your own wedding? Never. <laughs> Yeah, also, I don't think well, I'm getting married if I got a fling. Also, that's just me. <laughs> well, but also at the second wedding, he sat down at the table with all his exes, like, and and then oh, yeah. the dumb guy Tom starts this terrible right. speech where he's like, he's like, thank God, like, you know, all your other exes were dogs, and some of them are here tonight. And like, why would you invite those people to your wedding? Yeah, like, it's a small they town. Fun I think. of the one girl London? for being like a big, a big. <laughs> bigger girl like right in front of her face yeah. and she's like well, yeah. i lost weight <laughs> yeah they called her piggy or whatever and mrs um, piggy yeah. and then she's like we've both lost a lot of weight yeah oh my god okay yes yeah, so let's go all the way to the end of the film so by my estimation he slept with andy mcdowell twice mm-hmm. or three times twice you, you slept with me twice ver- voraciously voraciously and you never rang you yeah, never so, rang. Yeah, they, never, they never rang. So he sleeps with her. He has this one night with Andy McDowell at the first wedding. They talk all night. They sleep. She's like, I got to go back to America. He's like, okay, bye. They don't call each other. He sees her at the second wedding. She's with someone else. She puts the fiance in the taxi. He goes somewhere else. We don't ever know. They go home. They fuck again. They presumably don't talk. And then he runs into her one time. And then he's at her wedding. And then the next time he sees her as is at his own wedding and he calls it off. He's been dating Duckface for at least And then he proposes to her in a roundabout non- way. Non proposes. It's like let's not get married. And, she, yeah, but, and then yeah. and then we see them have a kid and it's like, exactly. wow, your relationship is really gonna be so strong because you cheated on <laughs> you guys cheated together one time. You've hung out literally four times. Four times. 
what the <laughs> fuck is going on? But that's who he truly loved, you know? David knew. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only times, yeah. too, that they say I do is when, so Hugh Grant is getting married and he's at the altar and the priest is like, do you love, is there another woman that you love? And that's when Hugh Grant says, I do. <laughs> And then, and then when he's talking to Andy McDowell in the rain, and he's like, "Do you want to get married, but kind of just have like a I think a he's open basically thing?" Saying, and she's like, "Do you want to not get married?" Yeah, and yeah. It was so yeah. progressive. They had a child without getting married. Oh my god! <laughs> right, Imagine right. that. Oh my god! Hey, nine four, baby. Nine four. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was hysterical that they were like, yeah, but they were just. He just left. He left, and by the way, planning a wedding, like that takes a lot of discussion. And, and you know. Duckface was just hanging on by a thread. She had a lot of emotion <laughs> yes. going yeah. on inside of her. She thought she, like, Hugh was the one. He was backing her down. Her name is, what is her name? Hen, Henrietta. Hen. Yeah, finally, which I love that name too. Henrietta. And then he gives in, and then he leaves her there after dating somebody for four years. Yeah, Anna Chancellor. So if if Andy's character hadn't showed up to the wedding, he would have gotten married and then just been miserable. Also, like, who's telling these people (laughs) to get married? It's the second choice. So probably not too miserable, but it's the second. You know, how happy are you going to be knowing there's somebody a little bit better? And then are you always going to be looking? In the world? Well, yeah, yeah, for you, in your heart, that somebody else is occupying space in there. And it, yeah. I that just, is cold to leave someone at the altar uh, too. That is that's you, like in front of all their friends and family. What yeah. would you guys say? Because her, um, what was that? Kristen Scott Thomas, Fiona's character, said that's unforgivable, right? How would you guys feel if you were at that wedding and your friend did that? What yeah. would you oh, say? I, what would you say to them? If you know, my friend did it, like close, that kind of close friend did that. To if somebody you, if else. one of you guys left your partner at the altar, yeah. I mean, I'd like to think I would be a good friend and I would be there. Well, it's also like, how close am I to your partner? Because if I'm really good friends with someone, I'm most likely really good friends with their partner too. Yeah, yeah. But this is Duckface, who they all call Duckface behind her back. Yeah. So. And to her face. <laughs> and to her dark face. Yeah. I mean, I would stay friends with my friend, but I would be like, uh, this woman is going to be very upset. <laughs> and all of her <laughs> friends are going to be very upset. A lot of people are going to be really upset. You probably should have hash this out, you know, yesterday <laughs> yeah, or the day, the day yeah. before instead of dragging us all here to humiliate her in front of everyone. But, you know, they he ended up with the person that he loved, so mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. So at and the if- end of the at the end of it, you would be happy for your friend because they chose love. Yeah, yeah. Who they but truly loved and who their true happiness lied with. I think I, yeah, I would really be very I think I would be quite judgmental. I'd be like, oh, you're yeah. an adult you know, you if you really if she was second choice, then you should have never gotten engaged in the first place because that's shit. Like you don't want to be with your second choice. Like imagine. True, but if Richard Curtis tells us anything, it's that <laughs> these things happen in the no. world. Sometimes you date somebody four times and you fall in love with them like first sight, right? And then once you see you got an opening, you're gonna leave Duckface. You're gonna leave your second option, no matter where it is, because it's still you know if I go forward with this. I'm always going to have this thought in my mind that Andy's out there and I could have been with Andy. Right. Yeah. I would rather have, I would rather be left at the altar than to get in that marriage for five be, years. Yeah. And then have someone withdraw from me constantly. Not yeah, I mean, me the best, be the full one. The best time for, for them, them to have that conversation was any other time except for them. <laughs> yeah. But also 
yeah, better to not. But also, like, people are so stupid. Like, I feel like getting married is not that big of a deal. You know, like, it's so we build it up in our society to be so big. And I, I get why it is. But yeah, just like have the conversation or like, but he also didn't have to do it in front of everyone. He could have been like, can I speak to you in this yeah. room real quick? You At know? that point you go through with it and you're just like, seek and you have a quiet annulment the, the next day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you don't yeah. sign it. You don't yeah. sign right. that paperwork Pretty afterwards. Spears style. Right. Yeah. 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 So David, what would you, would you side with your friend? Would you be like, I'm here for you? Yeah, I'd be like, damn, man, I was fucked up. Um, <laughs> that was damn, dude. I was super fucked up. But if I know, like, just what I said, I would rather be left at the altar than to waste any more time. Oh, yeah. Totally. That, that second day, that next year, five years from now, being with somebody that doesn't, mm-hmm. that I'm not the exact one for them, how I see them in my eyes. So I'd that's be like, yeah, man, that's fucked, that's fucked up. Friend, guy friend, or girlfriend, but you know this will pass yeah break up break up here she'll be okay eventually it was super fucked up timing was awful (laughs) but we still got all this booze i think movies (laughs) made me realize oh sorry i think movies made me think that a lot more people were getting left at the altar right they were i've heard of people calling off weddings you know weeks in advance i've personally never attended a wedding where one of the bride or groom have either of you no but i've seen those I've no. seen those videos where they're at the reception and like the guy found out their wife was cheating or the fiance mm. and like had something under everybody's seat. And it was like a picture or something like oh that. And it was like, we're done. Do you know like what it takes to go through with all of that yeah. just to embarrass someone the person? That way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, we're getting close to the end of the podcast guys. So we very briefly touched on yes so not any diversity in this film not a single there's the one longer shot of the black guy but that's (laughs) but did they were 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 we around in the uk in 94 i i don't know i mean london is one of the most multicultural places i've ever been in my life have you guys been to london i'm just kidding yeah yeah oh okay (laughs) i thought you're being serious i'm like well like they don't have any black people oh no we didn't start going there until 96 Although yeah. it's quite believable in this little friend circle that there <laughs> might not have been. You know. Well, they're also, yeah, they all seem very posh and like they all went to private schools and got buggered by their friend's older brothers. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Although like Hugh Grant. As you do. Seems like as, you do as you do. As you chip, do. Chip, chip, here you go. Chip, chip. Oh, fuck me in the ass. Yeah, so good. Mommy, now I'm here. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Sorry. That's rude and terrible. Continue, Jonathan. Sorry. Uh, no, well, I mean, but yeah, it did seem, they did seem like wealthy white people for the most part but then like yeah. hugh grant is like living in that kind of shitty apartment with mm-hmm. his roommate and his car doesn't start and her car mm-hmm. doesn't go but so it's like he was kind of on hard times <laughs> it seems yeah, like they, since prep yeah, school and then the other and then yeah. fiona and tom's family like they live in a ca- they have a castle in the countryside so like they're yeah, in a very different tax bracket yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then at the very end, he's like standing in front of his weird old house with his weird wife and their weird dog. Like, they, I, our children guys, will have webbed feet. Yay. Did you guys catch the line? He's like, we'll live in a boat city. <laughs> no, what? It's a boat, boat city. I, I, I might have to go back and check and put it on subtitles, but I yeah. thought he said, after he sits her down, right, he's an usher, and he turns around, he's like looking up, and he's like, 
Oh, we'll live in a boat city. No, no, like, no, so, that's not what he said. What did he, he said, say? He said Thunderbolt City because he was oh. he was always uh he was always talking about how he wanted to be struck by a thunderbolt of love. I'm live in a boat <laughs> city. And he says Thunderbolt City. Oh, thank you. Because I was like, I thought, okay, hold on, hold on, that's hold on. That's a very two different, very yes, different. Yes, but this is where my mind was at because okay. he's thinking about, okay, I'm related to this person. Where can I? Where can I marry? her maybe in boat maybe in a boat city you can in a boat city you can marry your cousin the incest couple has to go yeah. offshore because as long as you're so allowed. yes as long as there's so in many removed waters? you can live you can get married in a boat I city a very dark movie <laughs> That's, like, Tom. This That's Tom. This movie went off way off track. Oh, I mean, come on. You saw how they were staring at each other <laughs> when they met. That is hilarious. I have to live in a boat city. <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't catch what he said, and I just disregarded it. Cause I'm like, that guy's an idiot. Yeah, I would, I'm, th- I'm glad you caught that, Jonathan, because I kept this whole weekend. I was like, oh, it's a boat city. Oh man, that was that movie oh is going off in a different direction with the way you yeah. saw it. That is, that's some yeah, four in a funeral too is very different. Four one is in a funeral too, boat city. Yeah, well, <laughs> prepare for the yeah. buggering. Yeah, <laughs> prepare for the buggering. The buggering. Oh god, I'm dead. Okay, well, that was a great tangent. Uh, was there anything else that stood out to you guys, Jonathan? I mean, you guys saw it for the first time. I saw this movie a lot growing up. I think this must have been a, a favorite of my mom's because I remember watching it quite frequently. Also, I feel like Love Australians... Love the end scene. I feel like Australians have a, the end scene. Yeah. In the rain. You know she's Aww. not coming in. You know he's going outside. White shirt. They got the camera set yes. up. Hitting both faces. Mm-hmm. Rain, rain, rain. The perfect kind of rain, too. Mm-hmm. Just drips on you. It's beautiful. So romantic. I was kind of, yeah, like struck by, well, first of all, it's just, it's amazing that this was, that this was such like a phenomenon that was up for best picture with, in that year that it was like pulp, it was pulp fiction, Forrest oh, wow. Gump, uh, all these other great movies. Um, but then just like the, the, the screenplay, it, it was so, it's so, it's almost odd. Like, you don't see a lot of movies structured like this. It was the, mm-hmm. it's like the uh, five, it's five little vignettes mm-hmm. where they just, you know, nothing in between mm-hmm. that we see of these people's lives or anything like that. Um, yeah, what like, yeah. is a vignette for my two writer friends on here? Oh, did I just use a word that I'm not going to know how to define? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, like, it's like a self-contained yeah, like self-contained story. That's sort own of thing. little, own it's little not, movie. It's not like the red right hand where you have, you know, a story that goes from plot A to B to C. It's like they're like sort of stitched together, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's like a broader narrative, right, yeah. of like the Hugh Grant and Andy McDowell having a meet cute and story. kept yeah. apart by a bunch of various like incidents and then they end up together. Like the but old like, Scottish man that's very rich. It's yeah. like five five bigger, like longer moments. Beats. All yeah. Beats. Okay. Beats. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's four. It's it's literally four weddings and a funeral. So we kind of know from the title that it's going to be. Those are going to be the four, the five things. Because it's like wedding, wedding, place. wedding, funeral, funeral wedding. wedding. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They remade this. You know, there's a there's a new remake. I think it's Mindy Carling remade it. To be honest. That's right. Uh, I haven't seen that, but on yeah, Hulu, I, was, yeah, I think. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe we'll go check out the new one and see if it's if it stands out. But if they have a boat city, if they have a boat city, maybe they take your uh, <laughs> take your suggestion. Okay, out of the four weddings, which one looked the most fun that uh, you would want to attend? I think we're all gonna have the same answer. Uh, well, yeah, what the Scottish one? That's what I would pick. It did you, seem like sort of the most. Like, I mean, no, modern. because someone died at it. I wouldn't. Yeah, choose because that one. it was so much fun. <laughs> I would have choose the first one. It just looked very... I was watching it, and as per usual, Scott was kind of coming in and out of the room, and he goes, wow, I can't believe they set up such an ugly tent in such a beautiful place. But I feel like that's very normal to have, like, an outside tent with, like, a dance For floor a reception. And, yeah. It did look like yeah, a regular a few a of those. wedding. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's the UK, so, like, the chance of rain or drizzle is, like, very real and prevalent. I mean, when I, when I went to this British wedding in the countryside, in Oxford, I believe, is where I was... It was the same situation. We like, she got married in the church, like up the road. And then we walked down to the house and they had this big garden and then they had the tent and it was like, yeah, the DJ. And and then what was with those weird folk singers in the beginning? I didn't understand the relevance. Remember they were like, they played at the wedding and then they played at the after party. It's very weird. It's their college, their favorite band in college, maybe. Maybe, oh. yeah. The Boat City Brewers. The Boat City Buggers. <laughs> the Boat City Buggers. There we go. TM. It's a softball team. Okay, so, so you guys would have gone to the Scottish wedding. Yeah, I mean, Scotland would be fucking cool, too. I love how he was always late, and yet he always found a parking spot or, like, made it just in time. Also, just miss the wedding. No one's going to fucking know, unless you're the best man or whatever. Right. And he forgot to have the those rings. rings in the first yeah. one. Like, that's a pretty big gaff, right? Yeah. Like, what a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Should have asked someone else. Should have asked Tom. Well, yeah, it shows who this guy's going to be for the rest of that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time to give a shout out to someone for the cast from the cast or crew. David, let's have you go first so that I yes. can frantically choose someone. Yes, yes, yes. I went with Philip Sindahl and he was the camera operator um, mm. for this. And basically it sold me because of that rain scene <laughs> i think a really funny video paris that we could do is like me and you do this in the bathtub and just have somebody <laughs> keeps throwing water on us while yeah. we do those lines yeah um yeah. and i was just geeking out i just i don't know it's like uh just like a iconic scene for movies out in the rain i love you you love me oh my god let's uh not get married so mm-hmm, he's got mm-hmm. 77 credits in the camera oh. and electrical department uh downtown abbey is, uh, was one of the most recent ones um uh, but yeah he's put a lot of work in it looks like and he also yeah cinematographer on one one um picture too so on a short but yeah so philip sindal we see you and we appreciate you we see you and we appreciate you all right who do you have mr easley Okay, well, at risk of like turning this into kind of a bummer, um, I was reading about the actress Charlotte Coleman, who played Hugh Grant's flatmate. Scarlet, yeah. Yeah, Scarlet. Um, and so I just thought I'd shout her out. So she passed away mm. 20 years ago in 2001, I guess. Um, mm. It sounds like it was uh, like asthma related or something wow. like that. So, Damn, she's like um, 33. Yeah, yeah, it's very young, and they were talking to the uh, director and the writer, and they were just sort of like going through their memories of the thing, and I guess they got sort of choked up about her passing or whatever. So uh, that's it's just sad. Oh well, she was a great. She was great. Forty five credits as an actor, so in a short time, that's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Charlotte Coleman. Yep. 
Yeah, we see you and we appreciate you, you, Charlotte. R.I.P., babe. Um, You're a great addition to this film. I loved her in this. I am sad now, actually, but it's okay, Jonathan. Um, (laughs) Well, I wanted to shout out Alison Wildeck. She was a wardrobe assistant on this film. And I thought, you know, speaking of the rain scene, like, I don't think people realize when you have a scene that involves like water or something like that, they probably had to have multiples of these costumes. And I also thought the costumes were great. Like the wedding dresses, as much as I kind of ragged on them for being, you know, old and timey, they were, you know, everybody looked amazing in every scene like from the shirt that Jonathan loves Mm. to Andy I will will say actually I forgot to bring this up I feel like is it an American thing where you cannot wear white to a wedding because I looked at the crowd and Andy was always wearing something that was borderline bridal yeah so you don't wear white because the bride wears white yeah it's like purity and Mm -hmm. you're not trying to outshine the bride I think like that or something like that um, but then but in, I, was, I but, think too, like if the bride had sex or something like that beforehand, that she's can't. not supposed she's supposed <laughs> to wear off white or something. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I will. Yeah, I just noticed that like a lot of people were wearing close to white. I was just like, what is happening here? But anyway, going back to Allison. So she's worked on a ton of stuff. She worked on The Old Guard, which was a great film. And they're actually shooting the second one right now because I know nice. a lot of people working on it. She went on, uh, she worked on Phantom Thread, oh, uh, wow. which is about costume things. Mm-hmm. So that's Daniel cool. Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She worked on The Young Victoria, which was also a great film about like uh, the queen. Just lots of things. Uh, Birthday Girl, The Falklands Play, The Commander, In Search of the Brontes, Notting Hill she worked on. Great film. Um, so yeah, she's been around. So Allison, we see you and we appreciate we you. We see you and we appreciate and you. And I do have to quickly shout out uh, Rowan Atkinson, yeah. who plays Mr. Bean. And we didn't even talk about him, but he has <laughs> a great character in this film. He's like a very nervous. What are they like? He's priest. like a priest in training, they and are. he does he does the second wedding, and he totally fucks up. All the vibe, but it's just so Mr. Bean. Like mm. you could just tell it was his him. It was such a delight to see him in this film. So I love Rowan. So shout out to Rowan Atkinson as well. He, I grew up with Mr. Bean, and I feel like I just absolutely love him. So yeah. Well, we have to decide if this film has aged or not. But before we do that, Jonathan, tell us how people can connect with you, find you online. What's the dealio? Oh yeah, um, you can find me online on uh instagram uh mm-hmm. rio <laughs> wolf plane <laughs> r <laughs> are you embarrassed by your I, name I was, like, I was sorry you caught me off guard this whole time. question you don't have to let people know where you are but i'm just saying <laughs> yeah, 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 if people are fans of yours and want to find what's your address yeah what's your social security w-o-l-f P-L-A-N-E, go find me. Or on Twitter at John Easley, J-O-N-E-A-S-L-E-Y. Yeah. Okay, and do we have any sense of when The Red Right Hand will be out for people to watch? So uh, hopefully, uh, I think, well, so the, the like they're starting post-production now. Soon. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully, like in less than a year, yeah, that's... I, I don't know exactly how long these things take, but yeah. yeah. I would, it, I would post is a long time, especially yeah. if you guys have VFX and stuff. But okay, great. So in, a, in about a year from now, yeah. so we'll have to have you back on the pod to do another episode and to promote the Red Right Hand. But 
Yeah, we're very excited for you. Yeah, and hopefully by then, fantastic. your next film will be in production too because you have the next one lined up as well. I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it, but if you're not, it's okay. Well, I've, we've got a director, uh, mm-hmm. Mo McRae, who you can catch him now on the second season of The Flight Attendant. He's a Ooh. very talented actor-director, and he just his first feature-length film came out at South by... Uh, Southwest it's called a lot of nothing, and he's on board to direct my second script. So Which hopefully is, that what's comes your, What's your second script called? Uh, it's called Adios and Goodbye. It's like a 1980s sort of desert crime noir. Mm, this is yeah. very exciting. We're so we feel so lucky to know someone whose star is just like taking off. You know, yeah. caught him early. Does. Caught him when yeah. he still comes over to play Catan. You know, that's right. I'm always down, always down for some Catan. What's yeah, the uh, what's his name again? The drama? Uh, Mo McRae. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Started watching that show. I'm going to look for him. Flight Attendant. Oh, nice. yeah. I saw the first season. I haven't started the second season yet, but it's it's great. It's a very popular show. I oh, I know who this. I know who he is. Yeah. Nice. He's, cool. he's actually got a little, he's got a, he's got a role in Red Right Hand uh, as well. Oh, yeah. So, nice. Yeah, he'll be in that. Yeah. I think he was in that movie with uh, Gerard Butler or they're chasing on bank robbers or yes. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was also on Sons of Anarchy, too. Oh, so. that's a great oh. show, too. Yeah. Okay. That's so exciting. Well, we're so proud of you, Jonathan. Obviously, you, you and I met at a house party where the DJ started to choke, and Scott had to give him the Heimlich maneuver, and nobody noticed because it was a day party, and the music was really loud. It was very surreal, wasn't it? it was that was weird. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Scott saved someone's life from yeah. choking to death in, in front of us. So. Yeah, and then that guy ended up DJing our friend Nicole's party recently. <laughs> so that was fun. That was really fun. Good. <laughs> no comment on that. Um, okay, so guys, it is time then for us to decide if this movie aged like milk or not. David, why don't you kick us off? All right. I'm going to say this movie did not age like milk. I think this aged pretty decently. Would like to see some minorities in the friend group, you know, open your horizons. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just there's, there's a ton of cool, backgrounds. ton of cool people out there. Yeah. Exactly. So would like to see that a little more. But the overall feeling I got from this movie was feel good. Um, I thought the acting was really good. Like I said, I love the tight. I love the friend group, how they reacted to each other and mm-hmm. just it felt like a really natural, healthy, good friendship group. Mm-hmm. So I came away feeling pretty good about it. I was sitting on the end of my bed watching that rain scene. Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> Boat City. So exactly. Let's go. Boat City buggers. So yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy this movie. Great. Uh, good, good assessment. Jonathan, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I think it aged, I think it aged great. I mean, you know, you're watching it. It didn't, it didn't feel dated in its in its production or anything like that you can see why it sort of like launched a whole uh it basically launched the whole genre of romantic comedies like through the 90s and the way those mm-hmm. came together and the um uh you know we talked about the, the the gay couple that like that whole thing was handled well and in a way that doesn't mm-hmm. make you cringe watching it in 2022 Mm-hmm. Uh, and all that and then just yeah the performances where it was just like uh, charming made you feel good the like the friend group interactions are so just like natural it seemed like every person in that group had like uh, 
like fun, like fun lines and a fun bit, you know, at some point. Yeah, their um, interactions so. were cute, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were. So I thought it, I thought it aged, aged great. I enjoyed. I'm glad I, I watched it now. Yay! Yeah. I'm glad you watched it too. Okay, well, that was three for three. I would say, yeah. The only things you guys already pointed out, like I would have loved. Obviously, it was the timing, but yeah, acknowledging that the couple that were both guys were a couple, and then it was like, oh, I didn't know they were married the whole time. Like, are you fucking stupid? Like, what is going on? And the lack of diversity. And I will say, I did not love the comments about women's bodies or faces. Like, we don't need to be calling people duck face. That's mean. She was not a duck face. She was a beautiful woman who, you know obviously was like really choked up about the the breakup. So mm. let's be nice to each other. But I think overall it is a sweet film. And yeah, I grew up watching this movie, so I think it's super cute. And listen, I love a little bit of Hugh Grant. I know he had his, his moment in, I think the late nineties where he got in trouble for public sex, I believe was the thing. He was getting a blowjob in his car. Do we know the story? From you know the story? Pro- it was a prostitute, right? While okay. he was dating Elizabeth Hurley. I mean, um, not great, you know, oof. not a great I think look. He went- we have to check me on this, but it's like I think that happened and it came out, and then it was the next night he was booked to go on one of the late shows, and he didn't cancel. He still went on and faced oh. the music, which good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, sex work is real work, and like, but yeah, it's not great if you've got a girlfriend and she's not down for that, and it's Liz Hurley. Um, we love Liz from obviously the Austin Powers movies, but. Yeah, listen, going on and not shying away from it, not hiding behind your publicist. That's you're right, Jonathan. That's a good move. So well that's it for now, guys. Make sure you go and find Jonathan's movie when it comes out, the red right hand. You heard some behind the scenes stuff here. Are there any more stories from set that you care to share from your experience? Um nothing anyone's gonna care about. I'll be an extra in it though, so you can Oh, like, oh sick. tell us about that. Well I was just like, I mean I didn't volunteer for it but like it was my last day <laughs> on the set and the director came up to me and I think he thought maybe I would something I would want and I, <laughs> I don't know that I did but then also I was gonna f- feel bad saying like turn no. me down so I was like yeah right. put me in there so um yeah he tagged me in coach prom- I'm prominently featured in a conversation happening between Andy and Orlando so I'll like, I know him. The shot. Yeah. yeah. I know Yeah, well, guy. I mean, David will be like, we know him when the titles come up and it says written by Jonathan Easley. <laughs> but, like, but also. But also, we Okay, that's hilarious. Okay, yeah, so that scene, we'll keep our eyes open. So it's a pretty intense scene between between Andy and Orlando. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm just sitting there probably looking like a schmuck. <laughs> no, it's like they sprinkled you in, like the Da Vinci Code. So right, right. Find the writer of the movie. No, I love that. I love a good cameo where we can be like, that's him. There he is. Yeah, that's great. Okay, cool. Well, we cannot wait to see it. Thanks for coming on the podcast. But now, David, you should check your fridge. And make sure that milk ain't spoiled. Gross milk is gross. That's our show. Follow us on all the things, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See you.